Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'scatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Friday, January 14th. Coming up, a conversation with Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas about what the city is doing to mitigate the COVID-19 pandemic. But first, some headlines. Doctors at the University of Kansas Health System say COVID-19 cases are still overwhelming hospitals, but there may be reason for optimism in the weeks ahead. KCUR's Beck Shackleford-Wangonga has more. Dr. Steven Stites says cases of the COVID-19 Omicron variant appear to be waning in cities on the East Coast, a trend he hopes Kansas City will soon follow. Our numbers are down slightly. Don't know what that means yet because we need a couple days in a row to know if that's just a blip or a trend. Stites says Kansas City could see its peak in Omicron within the next couple of days. Hospitals across the metro are still facing shortages of ICU beds, treatments, and workers, as hundreds of hospital staff test positive for COVID and have to quarantine. Less than two weeks into January, Missouri has set a record for its highest monthly total of COVID-19 cases. On Wednesday, the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services reported more than 13,000 new coronavirus infections, bringing the total to almost 129,000 cases since January 1st. The Missouri Independent reports that breaks the previous monthly record set in November 2020, before vaccines were available. Jackson County Executive Frank White Jr. is recommending a public health order requiring masks in K-12 schools. The Jackson County Legislature will vote on the order at its next meeting on Tuesday, January 18th. If approved by a majority, the order could take effect as early as that day and expire on February 3rd. Meanwhile, in Kansas, Eudora schools are closed today, the district said in a statement that it can't find enough substitute teachers. Tens of thousands of streetlights in Kansas City will soon get an upgrade. KCUR's Salisa Kolakal reports. The Kansas City Council approved an ordinance to replace 84,000 of the city's streetlights with LED lights. The project will begin in May and is expected to take three years to complete. It's the first major system-wide update of the city's streetlights since 1997. The city anticipates the switch will save millions of dollars in maintenance and energy costs, as well as lead to big reductions in carbon emissions. A bill to help farmers and ranchers recover from December wildfires that scorched more than 160,000 acres in western Kansas is moving quickly through the Kansas legislature. Jim McLean has more. The bill would remove the state sales tax from whatever farmers and ranchers need to repair or replace damaged fencing. Testifying to a Senate committee, an emotional Chris Pelton said he needs help, but like other ranchers, doesn't like asking for it. Today I stand before you broken. <laughs> Everything I've worked for burned by the flames, but humbly knowing that I have to ask for it. <laughs> the flames that swept across Pelton's ranch near Paradise killed many of his cattle and destroyed his home. The bill, which appears headed for quick passage, would shave about $1.5 million off the estimated $22 million cost of replacing all the fencing damaged by the fires. 
COVID-19 cases have skyrocketed across the U.S. and in the Kansas City area. The city recently reinstated a mask order in schools, but has yet to restore a mask mandate for everyone. Meanwhile, healthcare workers say they're exhausted and are running out of intensive care unit beds and COVID treatments. I spoke with Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas about how the city government has handled the pandemic and what he thinks about a universal mask mandate. You know, I will note that it has been a stressful time, to say the least, but one where I think that we have been able to push at least a few things that are important. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt has filed many lawsuits against local mask mandates, and Republicans in general have said that they oppose public health measures like mask and vaccine mandates. I'm wondering if this political atmosphere has affected public health decisions in Kansas City at all. You know, it it would be... uh misleading for me to suggest that it has had no effect. Uh, We read what happens in Missouri. We read about what the attorney general is up to, what the Missouri state treasurer is doing in terms of trying to punish school districts that are engaged in any type of responsible mitigation strategies to keep teachers alive and to keep our students safe. But I have said this a few different times, mentioned it in an interview just the other day. The Attorney General of Missouri is an absolute charlatan and is a phony, the likes of which I don't think I have ever seen in politics, and I've met many politicians. This is not in any way anything other than a stunt for him to get elected to the United States Senate. We'll recognize if we think we may have to defend it in Jackson County Circuit Court, as we have done a number of different times throughout the pandemic. We've been sued by bars and restaurants and and a purported parents organization in the Northland that really just spoke for no one but about 50 people. And we have won each of those cases, and we will continue to win those cases and make sure that we're defending what I think is science, responsible public health interventions, and we're defending and keeping safe the people, the young people, all people of Kansas City. So many places in the U.S. and also in our region have put back in place not just school mask mandates, but overall uh, city mask mandates. Most recently, a couple of cities in Johnson County did that this week. Will Kansas City consider another citywide mask mandate? Kansas City will always consider what is essential and important for us to keep our community safe. So as I've said a number of times, nothing is off the table. The reason at the time that we did, we went with the school's mask mandate was because we wanted to make sure more than anything that our schools could stay open, that we would not have to return to virtual learning. And a key part of that is that we had to be responsible in our schools. A number of our districts, and I give them great credit, Kansas City Public Schools, the Center School District, Hickman Mills Schools, were adamant about making sure that masks stayed on. And I I respected that. Others in our city were not. And I think that what was important for us was to make sure that all of our students in Kansas City were kept safe, but also our teachers. In terms of a more universal mask mandate, that is something we continue to consider. Probably the greatest concern is just certain compliance and non-compliance issues. And large swaths of our city, everybody complies. Indeed, large swaths of our city, people are already wearing masks when they go inside to stores and and other establishments. But in, in other parts of our cities, there are people that want to protest at your local convenience store about something as simple as wearing a mask. And we were getting to a point where we, it was very difficult to ask store clerks, very difficult to ask others 
to make sure that they were looking out for these sorts of things. We don't want them harassed. We don't want 911 calls about people that are causing ruckus at stores in certain parts of Kansas City, which did happen a lot. And that's why for now, we've elected to go the path that we have, but we will certainly evaluate any changes necessary in the future. Can you talk a little bit more about what the city is doing to promote vaccinations? Yeah, yeah. so one of the things that we continue to do on our vaccination outreach is is making sure that we're reaching out to our diverse communities throughout the city. I think one of the concerns that I've had throughout the entirety of the pandemic is that we have talked to a crowd that often is is buying what we're selling, right? That are already listening and engaged and know about a lot of this stuff. The thing that has been most interesting for me, well, I've talked to, for example, let's say some of our, even our city workforce, is that, yeah, the vaccine is free and available. Something that you would think people would know, but don't always, right? Letting them know that there are opportunities right down the street. We have continued at City Hall to create vaccine opportunities in the third city council district of Kansas City all the time, our poorest district, where you may not have a lot of CVS stores or any of those types of places, right? So we're making sure we have more opportunities there. Vaccination opportunities in Southeast Kansas City and ensuring that at Smith Hale Middle School, we have all of those. And so that's some of it. I think continuing to actually, one wouldn't think it, but continuing to actually provide masks to those who don't have them available, particularly better masks, KN95, and trying to make sure that we're creating adequate testing opportunities in the city and funding that. Those are the sorts of things that we continue to try to do to stop the spread. I'll also note finally, right, that we continue to conduct contact tracing at a time that a lot of jurisdictions, I think the state of Kansas and some others, have greatly pulled away from it so that we can actually track down where we're seeing the spread. We can inform people and let them know that they need to be safe. Does the city have a plan in place if it does have to come to doing remote school? I'm, I'm wondering what that plan looks like. So we did actually um, have support last time that we had to see schools go virtual broadly. Much of that is helping to support Kansas school district and others um, with the and I'm not a technological person but with the boosters so that your Wi-Fi actually is strong enough to allow you to interact with class in a way that many of our students could not making sure that we have technological support there to to help our students achieve we made our libraries venues where folks could go students in particular if for whatever reason they don't have access to some of the technologies at issue or just need a place to go where there is there's an adult there that can support you either with technological issues or others when you're trying to attend school. And that would be the contingency that we're thinking of right now. But, you know, my hope is, and, and I'm not a, uh, I'm not an absolutist in any way. I mean, I, I don't want us to have to go virtual, but a big part of that is we need to make sure that we have teachers who are healthy. And I completely disagree with the move of the Kansas legislature, for example, which is put their heads in the sand and said there's really no pandemic. But then at the same time, they say, let's reduce the substitute teaching standards to get to the point where now we'll just take about any person off the street and say, hey, stand in a classroom of a bunch of kids. You know, that is not right. That is not fair to our young people. It's not fair to our teachers. And so my hope is that through our interventions at the schools, through the work that we're doing with them to conduct contact tracing, to deal with a lot of the negative energy that they're getting from groups like the Northland Parent Association that's trying to challenge school boards in North Kansas City, Liberty, and Park Hill. Right? We're trying to stand for them and, and fight those fights in many ways. And I'm proud of that. We'll continue to make sure we do that over time.
And I'm sorry, Mayor Lucas, I don't want to single you out because I know there's a lot of cities and counties and, and state governments in our area. So it's obviously not just Kansas City's responsibility. But it is a pretty dire situation right now that healthcare workers have talked about. I mean, we're hearing about hundreds of healthcare workers who can't go work in, in hospitals. And we're hearing about ICUs filling up and, and ventilators running out. And, and I'm wondering what the Kansas City government has planned to respond to all of this. I think a lot of people are looking to what is it that we're going to do? What is it that we're going to do long term to make sure that we can limit the number of people that will be in the hospital, ICUs and others? I think that in some ways the premise of the question, which I may disagree, is that the only thing you can do is actually issue a universal mask mandate. And what I would note is that a lot of our same people who aren't vaccinated or the type of people who actually were barging into a quick trip, a restaurant, a grocery store, anything of the sort, not wearing a mask. And when asked to put on a mask, we're saying, to heck with you all, we're not going to do it. I mean, there is a real campaign that we need to have on how we can actually convince so many people. And I've said this for a while, and I continue to believe it this way. There are a third of people who take COVID very seriously. We're quick to get their vaccines and boosters, are wearing masks, probably even right now, right, are looking out for others. There's a third of people that are saying, we don't think anything serious. You know, we think this is all tyranny. They crack all these jokes. They pur they're purveyors of falsehoods. They're problematic, too. But there is that middle third. And I know a lot of them. And a lot of those people, whether they live in the inner city or they're somewhere else, are saying, I'm not sure about the vaccine. I'm not sure about the booster. Why is this good for me? Where can I go get it when I'm ready? Where can I make sure I get more tested? And what I'm saying very simply is, if I have 20 health staffers right now, I would rather have us working to set up more testing opportunities and vaccination opportunities as we're doing, including setting up testing opportunities for city employees who are refusing to get vaccinated because they're believing this misinformation, right? It's more important for me to make sure we're stopping outbreaks at City Hall, at your public works facility, anywhere else, than perhaps it is for me to say, I'm gonna go try to chase down ne'er-do-wells who live on the city, Kansas City, Platte City line, let's say, and who wanna to go to Casey's General Store and not wear a mask. What we're trying to do right now is actually share truthful information. And that's what I think is, is very important for us. That was Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For coverage of COVID-19 in Kansas City and in the region, visit kcur.org, where you can find more news stories from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast app or call us at 816-235-8930 and leave us a voicemail with your thoughts. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on Monday.